from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, May 3rd, 2019, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and... With me here in Orlando studios on the ones and twos, my illustrious brother. <laughs> no, I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me say it. No, no, no. Keep that. <laughs> I got, we got a new one. We got a new one. That intro. was Freudian. That I'll was. Uh, he's, he's our engineer, Chandler Strang. Hello. All right. I, I got thrown because the room is full yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know yeah. what order to go in, and I froze mid, mid-sentence. Uh, over there. Uh, all the way from Loverland, Virginia, but sitting four feet to my right, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Also joining us in the studio today, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. We, uh, we'll tell you why in a second, why everybody's in town. And sitting in with us for the whole show, we had so much fun with her last time, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hi, guys. Jamie. I can't believe you invited me back. Oh, are oh, you kidding? Oh, we can't yeah. believe that after we may have gotten you in trouble for tax evasion or a tiny house situation that people can go back and listen to, that you'd want to join us again. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see what happens today. <laughs> but you're but you're on speed dial, Jamie. Yeah. After that, oh, you're, yeah. you're, oh, there's, there's no you. there's no way you're not getting you're locked in for life. Yeah. No, believe me. Yeah. First time I did this, Good. I thought it was a one time thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get going, I want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by World Vision, and our uh, we're very excited about this. The upcoming initiative, the Global Six K for Water, which is happening tomorrow. If That's you're right. listening to this on Friday night, it's happening tomorrow. That's right. If you're a procrastinator and save this for a later date. You missed out. You might be listening to this during the run. But but it's not too late to give. Yeah. So that's the thing. They leave yeah. the giving open. Uh, World Vision's Global 6K for Water is a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run six kilometers in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. Every step you take is one they won't have to. Now, Tyler, why 6K, not five? I, I, because they Tyler, six kilometers me. is the average distance women and kids in the developing world walk for clean water. That's why. When you walk or run Rural Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing water to one person in need through your reg- registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives changed. How cool is that? Uh, and you can raise a lot of money and, and affect a lot more lives. Uh, the event takes place tomorrow morning, May 4th, and our whole team here at Relevant is running it. Uh, we'd love for you to join us wherever you are. You can go to worldvision6k.org to find out, or you can search for groups in your area, or you can even host a group. It's not too late. And like I mentioned to Jesse, it's not too late to donate. If you're not able to participate, go to worldvision6k.org slash relevant and give to Team Relevant. Yeah. We're trying to raise as much money as possible. That's right. Um, I'm excited. I saw the roster because I was buying bottled water this morning for, yeah. the, for the race day. We got 80 people showing up with us. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why 80 people are coming to our office, but hey. 80 people will be humbled by my blistering speed and, and and your disgusting blisters. Yeah, I mean, I'm already I'm already I've overtrained and yeah. <laughs> I can barely move right now and I'm very concerned about that. You're running. like Michael Scott after he uh, uh put his foot on the, the griddle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I I ironically have blisters and grilled my foot somehow. So, it's going to be a bad day, but I will do it for a good cause. It's going to be like the good. end of cool runnings with Jesse just like hobbling down the finish line and everybody on the sidelines yeah. just doing the slow clap <laughs> as he as Everyone he drags, will have long finish the that, Olymp- that Olympian whose dad comes and drags <laughs> yeah, him across the yeah, finish line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be Jesse tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, my, my son, my nine-year-old Cohen is running it with us. Yeah. So I've decided I'm going to 
stay back at his pace. Oh, that's so I'm not going to. Oh, that's nice of you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going <laughs> to push it too hard. It's you know, dad. I'm excited. It's going to be a good day for a good cause. World Vision's the number one provider of clean water in Africa, so it's a yeah. great organization to get behind. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, moving the show along, we have a great episode in store for you today. Coming up later, Joy Williams uh, joins oh. us. She has a new album called Front Porch. It's out today. Um, you may, I mean, you yeah. know Joy Williams. Yeah. She was also in the Civil Wars. That's right. I, She's been I, around for a long time. Do, when we talked to her, do we ask her what happened there? I, I don't yes, want to give away. Yes. I don't want to give away. Anything. Jamie, do you know? I don't know, but I would love to know. I know that's what I'm saying. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I, I, we don't. We don't come with any like breaking. She was gossip. A, she it's was a reference. We, we don't care. It's reference. When she had her solo debut album a couple years ago, mm-hmm. she was on our cover. Right. And I was dying for that to be yeah. where she finally told. The story, yeah. and she wouldn't go there. She goes there a little today. It's it's referenced. How about that? How about that? I'm not, we're not going to. The Christian tabloids aren't going to run with this one. We're not. <laughs> this isn't going to be anything. We got nothing for TMZ for Parade magazine. Yeah, yeah. but there. But we got a few quotes now. Jamie, you're joining us. You're you're speaking at a conference today. Is that what I am? I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, at a conference called the Equipped Conference. Oh, and so cool. we're well, equipping women but, to do big things. The, so wouldn't it be the equip conference since that's actively happening? Or if they're already equipped, they leave why even like, go? Equip. Aspirational. Equip. Okay, well, that. I don't know. Maybe it is the equip. I, I, it's something. <laughs> but you're speaking, you're speaking not once, but twice this very day, correct? This very day. I already spoke once and I'm about to speak again in about an hour and a half. How much is the most you've, like you've described more than I've done in the last six months, which is speaking <laughs> twice and doing this podcast. Is this the busiest day you've ever had? Or does well, it even I will come tell close. you this, and listen, we're not going to give out any gossip here. Okay. I have been a part of a conference, and I won't say who it was, where when you come in, they work you to death. Like, they're going to get every ounce of you that they can get. And so that was probably my busiest day ever. And uh, Acquire the Fire is no longer around, and I will. Uh, <laughs> but, well, we appreciate you making time. And, and not only are you making time, but between these two speaking schedules, you are in a makeshift studio that actually appears to be some sort of nursery. Yeah, we can see her on video, and, I'm, and we're looking at diapers. So <laughs> There's I'm piles hoping, of diapers I'm hoping it. you're in the uh, nursery. Yeah, I hope it's I the, nursery. the church nursery right now. Okay. Well, see, yeah. like it, the, glamour, the glamorous world of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move the show along. Uh, every Friday, it's time for the hot list. It's the hot list. The hot list. I still don't love that. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> Jamie, does that <laughs> jingle still make you uncomfortable? Well, I think it's different than the one I heard last time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Do you, yeah. Are you rotating? Yeah. We, we, because we can't settle on one. We've yeah. got several options. You know, it's like you got several kids. None of them are perfect. <laughs> so you just kind of rotate them in and out, keep it fresh, you know? Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. That one is, it is, that one kind of makes me feel like, I don't know what's about to come next. Like, yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. But, but I'll say this, in not a good way. Yeah, in not right, a good you way. kind of wonder, what is this? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm in a situation I don't feel like I should be in. That's when, like, I hear that. That's what I, that reminds me of. So, yeah. 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 Well, and before I do the, the countdown, five to one, just let me tell you a little foreshadowing. You want to stay tuned for number one. Yeah, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I'm on pins and needles. Oh, okay. no, I, I know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, I'm, Jamie I'm, you are. Yeah, you're in for a real. Am treat. I the only one that doesn't yes, know? Yes, and you are in for a real treat. We we need your genuine reactions to it too because it's <laughs> shocking. 
It is uh, this salacious. Is where, this is if you if you have a journalist friend, get him on the horn. Yeah, they're going to want to know this because is, if you think the Joy Williams stuff is great Christian gossip, that's what I was waiting for. Wait until you hear what's coming up at number one. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, right, coming in number wait. five on the hot list. Uh, the Obamas are producing a biopic about the life of Frederick Douglass for Netflix. The couple recently launched Higher Ground Productions, which will focus on socially conscious film projects. Among the initial films they're working on for Netflix is a biopic about the great Civil War era abolitionist Frederick Douglass. In a statement, the former president explained, uh, we created higher ground to harness the power of storytelling. That's why we couldn't be more excited about these projects. Touching on issues of race and class, democracy and civil rights, and much more, we believe each of these productions won't just entertain, but will educate, connect, and inspire us all. Uh, along with being one of the most important figures in the abolitionist movement, uh, Frederick Douglass was a devout Christian who used his faith to inspire others to engage in social activism. In his autobiography, he, he described the experience of coming to faith. He wrote, I was not more than 13 years old when in my loneliness and destitution, I longed for someone to whom I could go as to a father and protector. The preaching of a white Methodist minister named Hansen. Oh, Hansen. Probably related. Was the means of causing me to feel that God, feel that in God I had such a friend. Uh, he thought that all men, great and small, bond and free, were sinners in the sight of God, that they were by nature rebels against his government, and that they must repent of their sins, be reconciled to God through Christ. Mbop. <laughs> I think that I think that was the Hanson. He was like the bonus Jonas of the Hanson. You know, there's a James. You know, there's a bonus Jonas. What? There's a fourth Wait, Jonas. There's another one. Wait, there's a fourth. Like the third property brother. It's like the third. Pro- exactly. Okay. Or like, isn't there a Manning that you don't know about? Yes, there's Cooper Manning. Cooper Manning is. But the so the the Jonas brothers have a, have a fourth bonus Jonas. He's younger. <laughs> and the property brothers have like. A non-twin brother. A non-twin. Doesn't look related. I went on a trip with him. How what? is he? What, what is he Wait like? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I okay. Did. Stop the presses. <laughs> Holy cow. We got to do we, a side We got to switch up the hot list. You <laughs> went, switch up the hot list. You went on a trip. With JD. With, with the with non-property JD. brother. With with, okay. Yeah, his name's JD, right? Yes. I went to Ethiopia on a trip with him. The property sibling went yeah. on yeah. an you Ethiopia went to Africa. trip. What, what, did, what was he like behind the scenes? Well, I don't know anything. I didn't know. I don't know him or his brothers. Like, I don't watch that show. Okay. So I had no context. I just knew, oh, he has brothers who are on Property Brothers. Yeah. But yeah. he was completely normal, just like all you guys. Oh, well, <laughs> oh man. That's, I was kind of hoping he would be. We a need diva. a headline here, Jamie. We need something. <laughs> Sorry. Can you give us something? I'm not good at giving headlines because I'm a kind person. I will not speak yeah, ill of anyone. I would have provoked. I would have provoked the Property Brother. Just for the sake of having a good story. Like <laughs> me and JD, that property brother, we got a little scuffle. It was, you know, we're in Ethiopia. Yeah, it was there been a scrappy. Good story. I was like this. He's scrappy. He's, he's scrappy. small. He's small, but he's, he's scrappy. An African he's jail. got those two, you know, lumbering hunks for twin brothers. He's got to stick up for himself. He's scrappy. Yeah. You don't want to mess with there's him. There's a reason he's this. not on TV. They don't, there's a reason they don't want him on, he's he's on the screen. He's wild. He's unpredictable. He's like, he's like our jingle. He's like the wild card. He's like a cornered cat. <laughs> He's like a hotless, question. Hotless yeah. Why did the bonus Jonas? Why is he not a part of the thing? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't uh, think. Was oh, he too young? I think. He, I think he was. I think he was he very disappointed. Young. Mom and dad. Oh right, right. Yeah. No, I. I don't know. I think he was too young when they started. But that's got to be kind of a bummer because he's that technically of yeah. the Jonas so brother. I. I have a, a Hanson origin story. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, going to college in the mid nineties. Yeah. 
And at our uh, Oral Roberts University basketball games, you know, there's a halftime entertainment. Yeah. And I remember the day that the local family band, Hanson, came and performed oh, wow. at the halftime show when they were just getting their chops. Yeah. You know, they were like doing the local gigs. And then, you know, Mbop blew up. Yeah. Was it just I mean, the brothers when they played? Just the three brothers? Yeah. Or it was, was mom and dad or anything? Mom like and that? dad were on the front row yelling at them and stuff, yeah. you know. But, be you better! Know. Be yeah. better! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, no. The youngest Hanson had to have been like a baby, though, because yeah. he's Isaac. pretty young. Yeah. He was like, like, it was the era of like Tool Time and Jonathan oh, Taylor yeah. Thomas. Sure. Oh, yeah. He had the, hunk, the hunky 12 year olds were acceptable back then. Yeah. Having, you know, there was like Tiger Beat. And yeah, stuff, Tiger yeah. Beat. Yeah. You got, you got to keep the pages. I'll say this. Filled. JD, I think in his day could have been a Tiger Beat. I've seen him. He seems like a very <laughs> handsome. He's no property brother, but he's nope. close. He's close. Yeah. All right. Coming in number four on the hot list. So we went from Frederick Douglass. Oh, because of Hanson. <laughs> because yeah. of the Hanson thing. Okay. Very interesting. I was like, trying to figure out how, yeah. how a scrappy, wily yeah. uh, property sibling came up. Yeah. We okay. owe Frederick Douglass more than that. So <laughs> yeah. thank yeah. you, Frederick. This, this biopic is going to be helpful for all of us because we'll realize how insensitive <laughs> and, we were I, I was, to his amazing story. And those three sentences Cameron read for his from his like autobiography are the most theologically deep three sentences <laughs> I've read in a long time. So props to, props to that. Uh, coming in number four this week, Judah and the Lion who you heard on the podcast last week, uh, performed a killer version of their song Over My Head on Late Night with Seth Meyers this week. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say it. The Relevant Podcast is continuing to be a pipeline for America's late night television shows. Kingmakers. Now with uh, indie rock band and former worship artist Judah and the Lion performing their single from the album Pep Talks. Uh, curiously, just days after appearing yeah. on this very uh, We podcast. don't want to take credit for their success. Yeah. Nor, you know, because we had a few weeks ago, Nate, Jamie. Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze, then Taraji P. Henson. Henson. And, and then days later, they were both on The Tonight, both on show. The Tonight show. Yeah. So, well, yeah. this is why I said yes again, just so you know. I'm like, <laughs> all my cards are on the table here. You're a Relevant, that, come on. That, that Colbert call any, any moment. Yeah. Any moment, yeah. any moment. All right, well, here's a clip of their performance. I, 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 I'm in over my, I'm in over my head. I'm in over my, I'm in over my head. All these thoughts are in ocean that I'm drowning in. I'm in over my, I'm in over my head. Go. Good for them. Good for them. And and I'll say to them right now, I'm yeah. sure they're listening. You're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> he his his syncopation, he was like da 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 da. He reminded me of the micro machines guy back yeah, in the day. It's very just, good. Very, it's very, very good. All right. Coming in number three this week, Jaden Smith is gonna play a young Kanye West in a trippy new show. Uh Scooter Braun, which is like Bieber's manager and 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 uh Ariana Grande and you know Kingmaker. Yeah. yeah. Like our podcast. Kingmaker, yeah. Scooter Braun, and Kanye are among the producers of the new series for Showtime, which is called Omniverse. The premise of the show is frankly kind of trippy as it explores the deeper side of celebrity and spirituality. The first season will look at the idea of the ego and will focus on an alternative reality version of Kanye West who will be played by Jaden Smith. The show's writer is Lee Sung Jin, and uh, they explained, Omniverse is not set in our world, nor about our world's Kanye West, as we aim to add a new spin on alternate realities, consciousness, and push the limits of half-hour narrative. I'm, I'm baffled, and I've only read that one sentence premise. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it's about. 
I know Jaden Smith's in it. I know Scooter Braun's involved. I mean, hey, I saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, yeah. so I'm understanding the alternate reality. Is this going to end with like, like 17 Kanye's all swinging the world, together, That's Jayden. far too many Kanye's. Jamie, what is your take on this show? Because I don't even understand what you just said. Like, you read all this thing, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So he's playing... Kanye, but it's a new alternate. I don't get it. I'm out. I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say it. I'll, you know what, Jamie? Hey, I'm, J- out Jamie? I'm out too. I'm out too. I'm out too. Jamie, we have presented you with two entertainment <laughs> options. On one hand, Omniverse, trippy stuff. On the other hand, Property Brothers. You're out for both of them. Like, what? What is it yeah. that what Jamie? Is your go-to I, yeah, what's your go-to what TV? It, what does it take to get Jamie Smith on Jamie I've on board? You know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I have. What have we watched recently? I think if I, you're going to have to edit this. No, no, bring it. Oh, I'm going to keep it to myself then. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what were you watching? Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll edit it. Hey, we'll yeah, edit yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm blushing. Healthy, I'm blushing. A healthy edit. Um, no, it's nothing bad. It's just on whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what of Thrones, I wa- we know. You watch it's- The Office every night before we go to bed, yes. so that's kind of lame. That's not, yeah. that's, not um, that's not lame we- I do, too. Yeah. We, we love The Office. That's great, yeah. I love it. And I loved the reference to Michael burning his foot because it's one of my favorite episodes <laughs> ever. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite uh, season or, yeah. or chunk of seasons? And what's your least favorite? Well, I don't know that I am a good enough office fan to answer that. I will say that I just started overwatching with my son who's 15. Okay. And I've been holding off letting him watch it because there's just a lot of sexual innuendos. Yeah. On the office. Sure. Well, especially in the later seasons when Dwight and Angela are having secret trysts yeah. and cheatings. Yeah, and I mean, it's okay, well, we're only salacious. season two with him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're good. There was one the other day. It was the one on sexual harassment training. Yeah. And I literally looked over at him and I was like, I'm sorry that you're seeing this. Are you okay? Like, I was like, are you okay? He's like, mom, chill out. You know, I'm 15. <laughs> um, but so we watched that. The other thing that Aaron and I watched recently, and I can't remember the name of it, but the guy, he... Let's, y'all just edit. Like, I can't even think of the name. He blew up in a building. Like, yeah. What 17 shows did that happen to? Die Hard. Uh, die Hard. He blew up in a building. building. I don't know. He blew. Uh, it, it was okay, a, this is it. Here, I'll tell you. Okay. They they couldn't figure out if he was a terrorist or not a terrorist. 24? Then, not 24. Uh, Homeland. He was, Homeland. 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 Yeah. Homeland's Homeland. so good. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Go. Right. So we did that. So that's the most recent, like, what I've seen everything else. Homeland's great. Homeland's I love great. Homeland. That first season is, is really, really something special. Because you can blast through. Homeland's one of those shows where you've watched three and you're like, I should really go to bed. But that was a cliffhanger. <laughs> What's going to happen to Brody or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Brody, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Chandler just moved into a new place. But for the last few, you know, a little while he was uh, staying with me. And yeah. I learned a lot about his viewing habits. Really? I frequently would walk into the house and he was deep into a law and order marathon. Oh, sure. <laughs> on, on, I mean, who hasn't that happen to? Yeah, everybody. We've all been there. That's his like go-to for o'clock in the afternoon i've seen all of them on we all of them yeah yep. wow. but which one because you know there's like seven different yeah. options yeah. Yeah, i'm no, a i'm a law and order svu classic girl. law and order i've seen them all svu up until like a few seasons ago yeah wow yeah i uh i couldn't figure out why my tv was always on we and then uh, <laughs> oh because in the it's afternoons yeah. they play law and order. it's just a, the law and order channel yeah. 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 yeah 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 jamie you're an svu Girl, yes. yeah, that's your that's that's what you ride or die for. Yeah, uh-huh. C- Criminal Intent's a good one as well. Which one is with Ice T? Which one's with Ice T? That's S V U. That's S V U. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I would if I don't watch it, but if I did, I would be the one with Ice T. Because <laughs> I'm like, if if I was a special victim, right? Because right. that's a special victims unit, right? I would want Ice T to investigate who murdered me gruesomely. <laughs> yeah. Like this guy's a very special victim. We need <laughs> to be a victim. I mean, that, he's not just a victim. That was gruesome. I've never seen. 
Someone victimized this specially before. Can <laughs> <laughs> I see it? He's the only man for this. <laughs> he gets the job done. He does. Uh, go to number two on the hot list. Uh, the makers of the Christian movie satire that we talked about uh, last week are setting the record straight after Fox News came after them this week. So we discussed this on the, I, I think, last Friday's podcast. Yeah. Uh, director Vincent Masquial and writer Luke Barnett, formerly of Funny or Die, are making a new comedy called Faith Based about two dudes who try to make a Christian movie in order to strike it rich. Apparently, the concept alone rubbed some pundits the wrong way. Imagine that. Uh, Fox News had Dan Gaynor of the Media Research Center on to talk about how outraged people evidently are about just the mere idea of this project. Uh, Gaynor said, I'm always amazed at what hacks Hollywood wannabes really are, (laughs) but they operate in an anti-conservative, anti-Christian industry. So targeting people of faith is a must if they want to break through. As for the film itself, few people will ever see it or ever care. It's just one more example of how the American media culture targets Christians as its favorite villains. People with morals, ethics, and faith terrify Hollywood, which has none of those things. I, I love how this guy makes it very personal right out of the gate. <laughs> like, it's like I, you attacked his family. <laughs> exactly. These guys are making like a satire movie, which honestly, the concept is perfect. Like oh, we've all we've all like seen a trailer it's for great. a Christian movie. It's like this is almost at the level of satire. I'm waiting for someone to do a comedy about this. Yeah. And, and like this guy, that you know, this Fox News guy's anti, you know. Holly weird, uh, you know, <laughs> snowflakes. Well, coming come for your rights. Yeah. Well, there's an there's an update. There's okay. an update. Oh, we talked yeah. about this uh, ad nauseum last week. Yeah, there's an update, y'all. This week, writer Luke Barnett, who is a longtime relevant subscriber, oh. <laughs> however, reached out to us. He yeah. reached out to us this week after the Fox takedown. And he issued a statement exclusively. Yeah. It's a fantastic statement. It comes, out of, the gates, it comes out of the gates with both fists swinging. <laughs> uh, this is an exclusive to relevant statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The writer, he's a, he's a reader, and, and he wanted to set the record straight and with he's us. he's also stars in the movie. He's the writer That's and awesome. the star. Yeah. Okay, so here's the statement he said. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's lean a lengthy in. one. Lean it's in. a lengthy one. This yeah. is, it's good. Here we go. Buckle up. I wear Fox News's hatred on a movie they know nothing about with a badge of honor. I honestly thought it was an onion piece at first. (laughs) Faith-based is an incredibly personal story for both Vince and I. I grew up in the church. My dad is a pastor, and Vince is still incredibly active in his faith community. I'm excited for people to see this film. This is not a movie making fun of people who have faith. It's a commentary on supporting something blindly. I knew people growing up who played in bands and never had any success. Yet when they switched on, switched over to being a Christian band, they immediately made six figures touring Christian colleges and megachurches. That's fascinating to me. Every time a Christian movie comes out, churches buy out theaters and take buses to see them. That allows filmmakers to be lazy. If a poorly shot movie with bad acting and a Hallmark level story can land Kirk Cameron or Kevin Sorbo, it's almost a sure thing to make its money back. That's wild. At the end of the day, this movie isn't a parody. It's a story about finding your purpose, about figuring life out when it seems like you're the only one who hasn't. I think that's a universal theme everyone can relate to. Mic drop. That sounds like some 
Hollywood hack wannabe, if you ask me. <laughs> I think, okay, I think as well, because when I heard about two guys from Funny or Die doing this kind of parody on Christian culture, essentially, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, you know, this yeah. could be mean or this could be like really insightful, but usually outsiders don't get it. It's hard. And it's like yeah, everything's painted with broad strokes and it's like a miss. You know what it's I mean? It's kind of how I felt about Saved, that high, that Christian high school movie from yeah. 15 yeah. years ago now probably, which a lot of people like, but you can kind of tell that it's, it was coming from outside the house. Yeah, right? like, like, like even when they depict what a church service looks like and stuff, it, it's it like was, yeah. you could tell it, it okay, wasn't quite right. Okay, it's not a priest outfit with a black gospel choir in a Baptist church. This <laughs> yeah. isn't what church is. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like yeah. It, it yeah. was. It was there was some good stuff in there, but it just wasn't quite. Yeah, it, it, it lacked that like so my my fear of it coming from two funny or die guys. It was like oh, that's gonna be outsiders kind yeah. of lobbing grenades. So you're gonna miss it. They, a, they had an opportunity, but it's the opposite. It's, a it's two game. dudes yeah. who are one guy who's still an active you know, believer, yeah. the other guy, pastor's kid, yeah. relevant subscriber. I mean, they, yeah. they're on the inside. Mm-hmm. Jamie, what are, what is your take on this movie? Well, I think it's kind of like, you know how you can make someone of yourself, but then someone else says it and you're like, Oh, hold up. I yeah. didn't give yeah. you permission to do this. Or yeah. like, even yeah. with my kids, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy about them. But when someone else says it, I'm like, Hey, why don't you mind your own business and leave my family alone? Oh, you know, that's what I feel like when you're talking camera, like we can sometimes poke fun at some of our culture but it feels weird when someone else says it. So I'm nervous. It makes me nervous. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm excited though, but I do see it is like, it's like if, you know, <clears throat> a non Jonas brother were to make fun of the bonus Jonas, only the Jonas brothers <laughs> can make fun of the bonus. <laughs> Don't talk about my brother that way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You couldn't play guitar. It's all, it's fine. Not a big deal. All I right. still love the kid. Number one on the hot list. Jenny, here, we here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Number one on the hot list this week. This week, <laughs> In Nashville, Tennessee, Michael W. Smith was honored in a Christian Stars of Yesteryear studded tribute and to commemorate the 35th anniversary of his song, Friends. Well, <laughs> folks, our very own Tyler Huckabee was on the scene, live tweeting the evening, and he's here to give us all the juicy details. Oh, man. I, I, don't, I, I don't know where to begin. Yeah, Guys, I, do. I don't know. Is it possible to play a bed of Friends for Friends Forever <laughs> softly in the background? Yeah. 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 Hey, but the place looked packed. That's let's start there. That's a great place to start, Jamie, because it was it was an arena stuff to the gill, an arena show, Bridgestone Arena. This isn't like Nashville. the Ryman Three Thousand. This nope. is fifteen nope. to eighteen thousand people. This is where they do the the Predators games, hockey. You had games. to buy a ticket. You had you had to buy a ticket to be there. A not inexpensive one, I'll say. <laughs> and uh, this is where this is where Kanye Question. played. This Why? is where Ariana Grande's playing. And I don't think either of them sold it out. Michael W. Smith. There's no way Kanye and Ariana didn't sell it out. Kanye had played like half a. It was only it was only half. No he like closed it off. Yeah. Way. Yeah. We'll wait yeah. till after the next universe, Kanye, and then yeah. 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 Kanye. I would go. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. First this of all, why were you there? So, so when I heard about this, I I knew that it would be a really special night for my mom and dad, for for Mike and Nancy Huckabee. That this was a big. The that governor CCM and first lady was a big. The governor, the former governor of Arkansas, <laughs> and his wife. Uh, so I so I wrote them and said I would love for you guys to come to Nashville. So we could go to this together yeah. to, to do that. What a, what at, the a time I thought, at the time, I thought maybe my wife would also be joining us. Liz decided she would do something else instead. Are her. you serious? <laughs> she opted out. She, yeah. she missed out on it, a magical it, evening. It was a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> so right, what, so, did you like it? Was it fun? You know, so here's, I, I would say there were some high highs. 
And there were some less high moments as well. There, I went in preparing, because you know how being around all that that you grew up in can make you a little bit contemptuous sometimes. Like, it can stir a lot of, no. like, look at all that, like, look at all this trap. Like, I was ready for that. But there were also, there were some moments that really, like, blew, blew me away. That I was really surprised. So Michael W. Smith and, and uh, his wife, Debbie, came out. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford was the master of ceremonies, and they, oh, yeah. Michael Dear W. Friend, Jamie, I know, right? Be a your bud, your bud, yeah. Michael W. and his wife sat on the side of the stage in the style of like a comedy roast, and then they just brought out artist after artist, fifty artists in all, fifty, oh, 50 artists, goodness. three and a half yeah, hours to uh, to do a different Michael W. Smith songs from from the eighties, nineties, and today. three and a half hours. Yeah, it was long and comedy. It was long. There was comedy routines. Our friend John Christ was there. Uh, our friend Nate Bargatze did a tight five uh, of, a, of a, a Christian set, and they both killed. There was a magician. I'm afraid I don't remember his <laughs> name, but there was some David magic, Blaine. and yeah. it was a very Christian good. Angel. It was a great trick. It Harris, was very good. Harris the third. Uh, it wasn't Harris. It wasn't. Okay. No. I, I wish I could remember who it was, but it wasn't. There was a Jordan Sparks was there. Uh, she was she was very very good. Uh, we had a Backstreet Boy, Brian Latrell showed up. Uh, and he's he, kind of the bonus Jonas of the Backstreet he really, Boys. He's, yeah, I, I don't yeah. I don't mean to malign him, but if he if like the Backstreet came out boys and he wasn't in there, I don't think any of the fans would be like, "Where's Brian?" <laughs> I think <it's> like, <laughs> that makes sense. It makes sense. He's not there. Uh, well, we saw jars of clay, uh, and then we saw. Take, take us through the live tweet. Come on, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I did record all this. Well, be a live Jamie, tweet. I want to hear. He, what Tyler Florida Swedes. Are you a Michael Dobbs fan? I mean, who's well, not? Well, weren't right? we all that grew up in the church in the 90s? Yeah. I mean, yes, right? Oh, Y'all are I, leaving me yeah, hanging. No. Nobody else was a Michael W. Smith fan let me when answer, they were in high school. Let me answer your question. Chandler, by, can you by, turn that down? By doing this. <laughs> Calling through the dark to find my place in this world. You didn't eat enough, good. You didn't eat enough good. saltines first. Pretty you got to eat more he saltines. That, that, you know. It's, it's that Michael W. sound. Okay, you know? I will say this. I listened to Michael W. when I was in like middle school, probably, and then I like didn't do Christian things, so I didn't know what Michael W. Smith was list doing. Sure. And then when I came back, I think I was a fan by default. Like I felt like if you're a Christian, you have to like Michael W. <laughs> yeah. I, and and he was. Do I own any of his albums now? No. When's the last time I listened to him? Yeah, exactly. 1993. But but to be fair, when you took that time away from Michael W. Smith and you came back to him, you're like, I don't know what he did was doing in that meantime. Nothing. He was singing those same songs that when you stopped listening to that he was performing. So yeah, you didn't miss much during that period. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull a few highs from from Twitter. Okay. okay, from Twitter that I that that stuck with me enough to tweet about him while I was there. Uh, one big one, Charlie Daniels took the stage, went up on stage, Nashville icon, country music icon. He His chosen Michael B. Smith tribute song was Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> unclear <laughs> unclear why, what that no has to context. do with Michael B. Smith, but it, it killed. People yeah. loved it. It was a big, it was a big hit. Uh, Rascal Flatts showed up. I do not remember which one they sang, but Michael W. Smith did say on stage it was his favorite one of the night. So he wow. remembered which one it Rascal was. Rascal Flatts. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, less a, no less a band than Rascal Flatts. Um, <laughs> Let's see. And then uh, yeah, Winona Judge showed up. She walked on stage and she said, I don't know why I was invited. And it didn't <laughs> seem like a joke. It seemed like she was really? genuinely mystified yeah. by it. And I think everybody else was kind of in like, agreement. Did you, did you get a sense that like they didn't know each other? I think they knew each other. Okay. But she said, she said to the audience, most of you don't even know who I am. And she Aww. was right. 
because there were very, there was no like yeah we do Winona there was it was like yeah yeah there's yeah, a lady nobody, yeah. it didn't it didn't play but well, she's, out, out, she's outside she's yeah. outside the bubble right yeah. yeah she's not like she's not one of them but and I like Winona I was Charlie a Winona. Daniels one of them Charlie Daniels was I think they go back and it, it was Nashville so okay. Charlie Daniels kind of was you know he was on home field yeah okay. um, the CC Winans the Katinas and Michael Tate all came out together wow. to do that crown him with many crowns like the Michael W Smith rendition at what point did you look over and your parents both of their heads were just about to explode <laughs> like that we might die here tonight tyler this might be it and that's fine with well us. i'll tell you at what point my mom got most visibly excited was when the mercy me guys came out and the lead singer says in the microphone and you could hear it says i have laryngitis okay so bart i Millard. i had one bart said yeah. bart. bart said i had wanted to do secret ambition but i'm but i can't so michael would you do it for me instead and so michael w, michael w went over to the piano and he did secret ambition which i'm sure relevant fans are very familiar with we are <laughs> i i like what's what's how's that oh, it was all, like I, I don't think i was even born when it was recorded yeah. but nobody knew his secret, secret ambition. ambition oh sure, nobody, sure. nobody okay. yeah there you and go he, and he had he was having a ball that was yeah. michael's high of the night for sure yeah. my, my michael w smith highlight was racket town racket town oh yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. I, like, I like which that, nobody that did I really thought How somebody, somebody did Rocket Town. Somebody There's a venue in Nashville called Rocket Town. It was, it's like his part of his legacy. Rocket Town's going to be there after Michael's dead and gone. And I don't, Town, nobody Rocket did the song. Nobody now, did Rocket Town. Yeah. I would have thought like Jars of Clay would have come out and done that. Okay, they so could, they could pull so off. If an they're energy listening, one. I, I was I, I was sitting down with one of the guys in Jars of Clay, and he was telling me about this. And I said, you know which one I think you should do <laughs> is Rocket. I said, yeah, I think you should do Rocket Town. And then they did something. I don't even remember which one they did. Now forgettable. Yeah, it was exactly. forgettable. It was a forgettable. And they they had Rocket Town on the table. And they, and they didn't. You do know it. what? Maybe it's a thing like everybody's like got the list beforehand. Like, well, tell us what song you want to do, and everybody assumes some one of the big Someone's ones is going to grab Rocket Town. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go deeper cut. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then you forget their Rocket Town. Yeah. yeah, crazy. And I, I do want to. This, this is we'll end with this. The finale. Yeah, yeah. How we brought it all home. Bob Goff came out. Our friend Bob, of course, and of Bob course. and Bob said some very nice things about Michael W. And then he brought out. He brought out the Queen. He brought out. He brought out my first love, my light, my love, my first crush. Amy Grant walked out on stage. She 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 looked she looked great. Vince had just been on. Vince was there too. Vince Gilhert, Mr. Amy Grant, came out, and uh, she she told Michael to go sit down on the piano and had him play a bunch of songs that he'd written for her back in the like eighties. Oh, wow. So yeah. she performed her own songs, just the ones that okay. Michael had done you, for you, her. You left one little anecdote out that uh, when we oh. Tyler and I we just walked back from lunch together, right moments before this podcast. And we're talking about this, and there, he said there was three video tributes. Yes, one that's was true. like that's true. Franklin Graham. One was former President Bush, and the 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 final video tribute was Bono. And Bono said something. Yeah, that left me. Concerned and perplexed, and wondering why they didn't cut it from. It the raises program. some questions. Tell, what did he say? tell them what Bono said. He said, "He said, I know things that could end your career, Michael." Oh wow! <laughs> and I don't. I don't, I don't was, take. Was, and now, if that's something like John Chris said, no, you know, Bono. Like then you're kind of going, "Yeah, I owe a funny joke." Bono doesn't have the comedic timing to pull off a line like that. Yeah, J- Jamie, what is your theory? What does Bono know? <laughs> <laughs> what does Bono know? In, in, if you had to hide, totally hypothetical, wild speculation. I think Bono knows tour bus stories. Yeah, is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, what? Could, what else could it be? Like Who a, knows? Like, like a tour bus murder. 
Yeah, like, special like victim. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm talking, Michael is involved in an in a SVU level yeah. crime. You know, the big surprise, the finale, Ice-T came out. Yeah, it was an arrested <laughs> Michael W. Smith on stage. Dragged him, on stage. Dragged him away from the piano. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> bum, bum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get him out of here. But I do have a question about this whole tribute thing. Yeah. Is this somewhat something that someone comes to you and says, hey, Michael, we love you. We're going to fill an oh, arena. I love this. I love this. I like, I like this where is you're at. everything. I like yes. where your head's continue, at. Continue. Because it's wonderful yeah. or Finish it's horrible. Yeah. 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 And they're like, hey, we just like, like, I would want to ask Tyler, who was the big sponsor? Who said, hey, we love Michael so much. We want to celebrate him. Or is it Michael's team behind the scenes saying, hey, we're going to do a little. Yeah. We're going to do a little recreation yeah. here. Yeah. Or is it Michael saying to his team, yeah. I want this to happen. And then happen. what's the occasion? He's like, oh. Uh, I'll pick one of my songs that came out like 35 years ago. That's fine. Just build around that. Nobody cares. Yeah. Get Bono on. I think it's so a really good question. what they say, Tyler? I think it's a really good... They... I, your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Jamie, I don't know. I think I think all of these are equally possible. I Here's my theory now that we're talking about this. I think Bono knows something. <laughs> and, oh. and I think Bono, you know, came to Michael Dubbs and said, listen, pay up, pal. And he's like, I don't have that. I don't, the kind of money you're trying to extort me for, I just don't have. We have to do it. You, you know, we have to do a big ceremony. We got to, we got to sell this thing out. And, it's you know, maybe I'll come I clean. Think, I think but I think something. Bono used the opportunity to remind him, don't forget. I know. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah. I know what happened on the tour bus that night. And the, they'll never find the body, but I know Michael. <laughs> I know. And my, Michael, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, I just want to be totally clear. You can come clean to us, pal. We're, we're here for you. We will, right we, here on the we, show. we will provide total anonymity. I, I don't have all the three details a, figured out on that one yet. But. Three and a half hours. You know, I've heard a lot in the last week people talking about strategies for end game. Yeah, for Avengers. You know, like yeah. going in super thirsty so you don't have to leave for the bathroom, yeah. that kind of stuff like that. What did you do <laughs> that is a long for time. three and a half hours? I wasn't prepared for three and a half hours. Yeah, right? I don't think anybody I was. Go, yeah, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. When I when I went was to there this, an intermission? There was no intermission. There was I no, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It, it was there's it, no it, intermission on a three and a half hour extravaganza. I, I don't. E- I can't even make it do a sermon. Like I am. <laughs> I will. I always sit. It is not. I just had to get up. Like I'm just a restless, high energy person. You know. Really. And I I, I get up. I, you know. I'll walk to the you, bathroom. You know or walk they, around the lobby. They have medication for that. Yeah. Well, trust me. I know. No. <laughs> but I don't know. I could. There's no way I could do three hours uh, at, at a concert. Jamie, what what would your strategy be going into a three and a half hour Michael W. Smith concert? I know I couldn't do it. Michael I W. Just, Smith tribute concert. Yeah, there's very little Michael involved. Okay. You just have to really love the song. That's easy. See, that's what I'm thinking. It's like you're walking into a concert. Like you would sit through a concert, like a you know Kanye West coming out soon. You yeah. would sit through that for three and a half hours, wouldn't you? Pro- I probably, I probably, probably would. would. I probably would. But yeah. that yeah. is a <laughs> massive jump between <laughs> Kanye uh, to Michael. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that raises the question though. Who would you want if you were going to see a tribute like this, three and a half hours? What artist? I think that's our question. Do you I think, think that's that could be, be that could be a question of the, of the week? week? And who would perform? And who yeah, who would, would you want to? Yeah, would you to be. handle this? Yeah, and I think we'll a lot that. of relevant readers. I, I think this would. I think this would be theirs. I think yeah. I lived their dream, and and I it was everything you imagined. Yeah, it would be. All right. Well, that'll do it for. Comforting. It's more newsy. Comforting. That yeah. sounds like Delilah. Every time it's plays, every time oh, I hear y'all do that, I think oh Delilah. Wait, right. now I'm figuring out your lane. Are you a Delilah fan? I, oh, 
Chandler, me. <laughs> we already know Chandler is. <laughs> Jamie, this is the second time I've seen you blush on the show. There's no shame in liking Delilah. She's hold delightful. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jamie, have you ever sent a, a love connection request or dedication? No, I haven't. But you guys, when I was in like early high school, I used to listen at night in my bed to, it wasn't Delilah because she's like, PG, but there was another oh. guy, Dr. Drew. Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, Loveline. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I used to listen after my parents went to bed. What? Yeah. You, wait, you didn't listen to Delilah because she was PG? You listened to Dr. Drew? I'm just saying my parents wouldn't let me. So, like, I would go, oh, you know, listen yeah. in bed at night after they went to sleep. Oh, yeah, wow. That's what, that's a lesson to parents out there. Like, yes. don't you go listening to Delilah. You're like, don't worry, I won't, because Delilah's lame. I'm listening to Loveline <laughs> with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew and people with weird STDs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I used to go to sleep listening to one or two jams after 9 p.m. A Bruce Beebox came on and they kept it soft and warm on the quiet storm. And it was, oh, uh, I like that. It was, uh, that sounds. It was all like old school R&B, soft jams, old school radio, jams. Radio used to be, I mean, obviously, like, well, I think all of us, were, we do podcasting, so we, we have some affinity for this medium. But yeah, it, there wasn't like a lot. We had we had a rock station that had mandatory Metallica every night at 11. I'd be like, God, I need to go blow up some steam, listen to mandatory Metallica. And they just play like five Metallica. They literally Metallica. called it mandatory Metallica? And they play like five Metallica songs, <laughs> and it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, I listen all the time. Yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for uh, the Hot list. We already said that. Stay tuned. Up next, Joy Williams joins us. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like the relevant podcast, You'll really like Relevant Magazine. And right now, we are having an unbelievable flash sale. We're running our best sale of the year, lowest price we've ever offered for a year subscription to Relevant Magazine. And it's happening only at this URL. Ready? RelevantMagazine.com slash flash sale. Get a year of Relevant for 10 bucks at RelevantMagazine.com slash flash sale. You're listening to Nicole Buss featuring Rick Ross. It's a remix of You. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Two Door Cinema Club with their new single, Satellite. Well, today marks the release of the brand new album from singer-songwriter Joy Williams. It's called Front Porch. On the album, the former Civil Wars member explores ideas of life, love, loss, and what it feels like to belong. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently spoke with Joy about the album. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this conversation with Joy. I, I'd never spoken with her before, and and I we had a we had a really good conversation. And I think, like a lot of people, my first I've been aware of Joy for a long time, both in her pre Civil Wars time to what happened with Civil Wars to her work that she's done after. So I kind of asked her to to reflect on just what that what it's been like over the years to go through so much evolution. Here's what she said. I mean, frankly, I've been called every name in the book, you know, from starting from when I left, from when I left doing, you know, church-based music. I mean, I've been, I was called every name in the book when that era happened. And then when the Civil Wars ended and 
you know, and it wasn't explicitly spelled out. People made assumptions that were completely untrue. And I've been called every name in the book about that as well. And I, I think I've thought to myself at times I've wanted to stand up and defend myself. And other times I just go, you know what? It's, it's human nature to want to draw um, and to draw a conclusion. And it's not my job to change everybody's mind. If I did that, that would all I'd be doing every day of every week of every year. And life's too short. So I will say there have been people along the way who have come and gone. And I can feel some sadness about that. But, but what I do feel more deeply is such a deep gratitude for people who've stuck with me this whole time. That that would be such a, a weird spot to be in. Yeah, to be in like a high pro, like a high profile person, a high profile artist, and something like a band breakup happened, and everyone has, you know, presumptions and yeah, you know, being called worst. names. Yeah, yeah exactly. she kept she kept saying she's been called every name in the book, and I I was waiting for her to list a few. She didn't. <laughs> I don't think you can. And say then it I was like, podcast. what? Like Esther, Sarah. I hear it. I hear her say that, and like my heart breaks yeah, for her because I, I can only imagine what that feels like. And I can honestly say I've wondered like, Oh, like there has to be more to this. Like, and then you come up with your own assumptions. This is such a good reminder to us. There's always people behind our assumptions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that was something that she, uh, she, she really had a lot of thoughts on a lot of her conversations sort of centered around this idea of growing up in public, like she's done. And and like, I think a lot of us are, are increasingly doing in the era of social media. We're connected to the things that we've done in the past. And there's weird things about us that are public and there's weird things about us that are private. And and that creates some weird expectations. So after what she felt like it's been like to grow up as publicly as she has. And here's what she said about that. I think it's hard to grow up in general. And then it's hard to grow up in front of other people. Um, I mean, I started in this industry when I was 17 and I started out making you know, church-based, like faith-based music. <laughs> so I've had a, I've had a giant, you know, world shift, you know, uh, worldview shift, I should say. I've had, I've had several, you know, worldview shifts over the course of the years and several, you know, shifts in terms of what kinds of music I've created and in what capacities I've done that in. And, um, you know, and I've always, I've always been a curious kind of, uh, of mind, so I always am asking the questions and like looking underneath rocks and saying like, what's underneath here? Maybe that's because I'm a triple Scorpio um, on my astrological chart. I don't know. But, um, but I think, I think what's important is asking the questions as opposed to always looking to some sort of um, concrete answer. I think a lot of beauty and a lot of compassion and a lot of creativity and a lot of love can arise when you're busy just asking the questions. I think that's, I feel like that's something that people say a lot, especially became kind of in vogue to say, like asking, you know, it's important to ask the questions. You don't always need to answer, at least ask the questions. And I think that's true, but I think it's one thing to say it and another thing to actually lean in and sort of embrace the truth of that because people in the faith community, we love our certainty and it's really, really hard to, to let go of that certainty and, and appreciate those questions. So I asked her t- to be a little more specific uh, what questions in particular really led to where she's at right now, and particularly to Front Porch here. And here's what she said about that. How do we stay connected? How do we stay kind? How do we stay human? How do we stay loving? Um, those to me are like are fully you know, in conjunction with the welcome mat on my front porch that says howdy. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, those are conversations you can have with, you know, with red wine on your front porch and friends that also like to ask these kinds of questions and also like to shoot for a couple hours. So it's, it's all in there, at least in my opinion. I appreciate that she has a, f- a front porch mat that says howdy. She's she's lives I in Tennessee. Too. She lives in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. They, they hand went out when you walk when you <laughs> cross the border. <laughs> but Jamie, I feel I feel like to be fair, they probably do that like in in the Texas border. That seems too. like a Texas thing. Yeah, howdy, it feels a little more Texas. Yeah, yeah, I will say yeah. this: we've talked about this before, and I want to get back to Joy. But uh, it, Jamie, maybe you could help us with something. Don't mess with Texas is very antagonistic. Like I I wasn't threatening you. I crossed the border. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I wasn't going to mess with you. I would but, appreciate a howdy match. Yeah. But you know, people in Texas, we think that we're really special. Yeah. And we mm. think that everyone's like, oh, we could become our own country if we wanted to. Like Texas people are just <laughs> like, I don't know anyone else that has like the state of Kansas flag tattooed on their ankle. But everyone <laughs> yeah, in Texas true. has yeah. flag tattooed on them. That is true. Yeah. Are I've, you are you born and raised Texas or are you transplant? I'm born and raised. I spent five years in Tennessee. The so, worst years. Of so life. have you, do you drink the Kool-Aid? I mean, is it, uh, do you identify with, with that worldview? Well, I wouldn't say I'm not like, Hey, we're awesome. We're the best, but Texans are really proud to be Texans. And so, yeah, I'm glad to be a Texan. Yeah. And I get there that. I said it. I yeah. get it. No, I, I get that. I think that, I think Texas has like a reputation to uphold. And I think whenever I've been around a Texas person, whenever I've been in Texas, I've been like, oh yeah, I see why there's, there's pride. For yeah. this state. I, mean, I don't know about, could, I don't know about could be our own, but, country, I, but it's so. true. I've never heard someone being like, you know, it, you wouldn't get it. It's a Delaware. People <laughs> 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 like, like, Delaware is like, no, it's Delaware. I mean, you can, yeah. <laughs> kind of right in the middle. I mean, there's, I've never yeah. been anywhere else where you have to drive so much. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like just sure, to run sure. down to the grocery store at the corner, it's a 20 minute commute because yeah, everything's so spread out. It seems yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't get it, Cameron. Yeah. That's I wouldn't te- get it. Texans get it. Texans, Texans get it. They're a lot of time in the truck and they're uh, just thinking about But they about have stuff. like great food. They, they have like brisket. Like, they get to eat barbecue. Yeah. They get to listen to the, the, Hank Williams. The nicest restaurant in Delaware is a Carrabba's and it's, <laughs> it's right off the exit. And it's like, I mean, it's where you go on anniversaries in Delaware. It's right. just a lot of chains, yeah. you know, so it's a good Carrabba's. It's not, you know, my, my, uh, I don't know why, but my nine year old and his little buddy were talking. I heard him in the back seat, and one of them learned that in Vermont, there's no McDonald's. You know, it's like a little little fun fact that one of them heard. That's interesting. And they're like, that's not true. Dad, is that true? And I was like, buddy, I've heard that Vermont has passed laws uh, banning fast food establishments. Like they want to have, you know, healthier whatever. You know, they don't want to be inundated by fast food. He's like, so there's no Chick-fil-A? And I go... No, that would be no Chick-fil-A if that's yeah. true. And he goes, we're never going to Vermont. <laughs> yeah. And I go, you know what? We can, I don't, I'm fine with that. I don't need the governor of my state telling me what I can and can't eat at lunchtime. Okay. That's, don't, he, he don't literally, me. He literally said that. He goes, well, what do they do? Like, they don't have drive-thrus. Yeah. What do they do? They have to go into restaurants? And I was like, yeah. Wait, I gotta go, I gotta go talk to somebody <laughs> who lives in my state? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was aghast. I didn't know the, the Soviet Union was still around. <laughs> uh, I don't really know how to get back to the joy thing, but... but <laughs> sorry, joy. Hey, but I will get back to joy. I really appreciate this interview that I've heard so far because... Oh. I huge civil war fan, and sometimes mm-hmm. I thought, and this is not true. I sometimes thought I need an explanation. You owe me one, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think that was probably uh, talking to her about this. It became clear just how 
you know, that, that she's in an, like we were saying, she was in, in an impossible situation. And she has had to, in that, as with many decisions she's made for her professional career, uh, has had to just sort of live in in that sort of tension. And, uh, and I asked her about that because I think that in her new material, and even in the stuff she did with Civil Wars, that's something they've always done very well. She's done very well, is articulate what it's like to live in the tension. And so I, I said that to her, that that's what I feel about her music. And uh, here's what she had to say in response. You know, it's all, we all experience this moment of, man, if only it had gone like this, or I'd be happy if dot, 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 or I'll, it'll all make sense when dot, dot, dot. And that sense of wanting something other than what is currently happening or what you currently have. And it made me think of this uh, Eckhart Tolle quote when I went to a retreat of his in Norway, and I'll paraphrase it because I, I don't have it perfectly down, but he said, um, suffering can be described as wanting a person, a possession or a place. And it sounds very simple, but it's like, God, that is <laughs> so, that's so true. Um, I, you know, I, I want my relationship to look like this. I don't want my relationship to look like this. I want my kids to do X, Y, Z. I wish my job was dot, dot, dot. And, I mean, and this is how we live. This, this is how we live until we start realizing at least for me, I shouldn't say we anymore. At least for me, I had to realize, well, that completely destroys what I do have. And it takes away from the relationship I do have. It takes away from how my children actually are, and I can enjoy them. I can look at my job and say, no, this is good. This is stretching me. All of these things, like, it doesn't have to be, I'll be happy when. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really special. That's that, good. The understanding yeah. of contentment. Yeah. I yeah. felt that I was in Vermont one time. And <laughs> I was starving and I yeah. had like three bucks. Three and bucks. You had no options. No options. No. Drive, you had to go to the grocery store and, and, and make a dinner for yourself. Pork and beans. I, and, and while I sat there over a stove making a large, <laughs> delicious meal of fresh, organic ingredients, yeah. you know, farm to table from Vermont yeah. in, a, in a beautiful cottage for my family, I thought... <laughs> This is what suffering is. <laughs> we could have eaten. We could have, we could have eaten McDonald's. We literally could have eaten McDonald's hours ago. Here I am, like a sucker, making a big, making a big fresh stew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is. But did you did you notice she said like you know well then we da 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 and then, oh no way I shouldn't refer to me something like myself as we anymore like yeah. why what was that is I, it like I am legion we are many no well, she was like using the editorial. Wait, oh, she we, was like, we, the collective we. Yeah, yeah. she was saying, she yeah, kept yeah, saying yeah, like, yeah. I think we do this when this happens. Maybe. And then she. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. And she's like, no, 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 I, I do this. I mean, with her references to like, you know, astrology and Eckhart Tolle, it seems like she's adopted a, a different worldview than probably her traditional faith based. Yeah. And I think she was kind of self. And I appreciate that. Like, look, I, I'm glad people of different perspectives feel comfortable talking with us. And, you know, obviously we're going to joke around a little bit at the same time, like, you know, be able to kind of say, I think this, I, I'm not, this isn't a platform where I'm going to become judged for that. I'm not going to lump you in to think you believe, like, I know what, I'm sure she knows where we all stand collectively on our faith values and yeah. or, orthodoxy and theology, but she still feels like, well, I can come get a seat at the table and let you know how I feel. And even, even if it's not how we all feel, like, I think that's a good thing. I know? think, and now we're understanding why the fourth Hansen wasn't allowed in the group. Yeah. He had some this very- 
yeah. very odd worldviews. Yeah, he he uh, he, you know, want really wanted McDonald's on this road trip, <laughs> on this tour through Vermont. Kicked him off the bus. Said. Adios, bonus Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> you walked up to a home that said howdy on the welcome mat and never left. You know, that is funny, though. I have a friend who just got, bought a welcome mat here oh, at, okay. at Target. Okay. Very modern, nice looking welcome mat. It says hello. Oh, yeah. And in Tennessee, the Target say howdy. Howdy. Yeah, howdy. Not, yeah. yeah Orlando, it, it's hello. Yeah. Orlando, it's it's get it, get in quick before they all get it. <laughs> get in, you're in Florida and you're outside. Get in. Weird stuff happens here all the time. Get inside, lock the door. Get it. Who are you? What was that? That's what it says. Oh, it says home invasion. That's it's great. All right. That was Joy Williams. Make sure to go check out her new album, Front Porch. It releases today. Look how timely. Stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. The second I slip away, I let it go and feel alright. Another level overnight. Can't fit this feeling, the stuff my side. Another reason to try. You got me thinking I'm close. Can't be the only words that you told me. You're listening to the Maria's. The song is Clueless. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked a very complex sort of it question. We decided question. to test the waters with a very different type of editorial we question. Of the week. This is on us. This is on us. You know, this weird. is on us. You know, we're, we're teachable. Uh-huh. You know, you, you want to push the limits a little bit, but we can course correct. We're not, yeah, we're we not dogmatic. We're yeah. not going to stay there if y'all don't like it. Yeah. We expected too much yeah. from, you, <laughs> from you people. The question, you asked a question and no one answered, or what well, happened? Very Nobody. few, very few, okay. very few. I'm, I'm reading it back. It like, was I was trying to like type it back into the rundown. You know, here yeah. I was like, "This question is impossible. This is so dumb. <laughs> this, this is, is so, so. I can't believe we asked. And I dumb. can't believe actually a couple people did attempt to answer. But we did have Jimmy. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to, to last week's yet, but we did get into a very um, uh, uh, interesting conversation about the difference between beluga whales and narwhals. It was hard hitting. It hard was hitting. hard hitting. That's why people do journalism. In. I tried to get the intersection like, of yeah, faith right. and culture and aquatic life. That's right. That's we tried to get like NT right on to get yeah. his opinion, yeah. Bob Goff, but you know, we just made up quotes from them. And so. you could probably get Winona though. I mean, that's what I hear. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, so I don't know why I'm on this why podcast. I'm, on this podcast but but all right. I'm glad someone's finally asking me about narwhals. Yeah. Um so the question we did ask you was what would you make the new J.R.R. Tolkien biopic? About about the late author's family. Uh, no, about about the late author's that, family. The, this is complicated. <sighs> yeah, this is a tough. Question. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, okay. This, okay. this is a very poorly worded sentence, and I will do my best. Here we go. That's how we ask it because I was like, "There's no easy way to write this." Okay, there, so, I'm, a, so I'm literally a professional writer, and I have no easy way to write <laughs> Jamie, this, this question. What J.R.R. Tolkien? There's a biopic coming out. Okay, about young Tolkien pre. Lord of the Rings Tolkien, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, 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 the family, the estate, the Tolkien family, had nothing to do with it. And the, the Fox Searchlight hasn't let them see it yet. <laughs> and so we're like, what did they put in there that they don't want the family to know about? And the family issued a statement, like we have nothing to do with this. All yeah. this. So we conjectured, you know, what could possibly be in this movie. Anyway, we asked our listeners, what would you make the new biopic about? that the late author's family wouldn't want people to see. So like three of you took the bait. Yeah. 
And uh, here, here's our not our favorites. Here's the answers that you guys are <laughs> the only top ones three, we got. Top three. Okay. Yeah. This is this is Ryan, and even the answers are confusing. And I don't blame <laughs> I don't blame not many people for responding. We like I said, there's a ton of other feedback, but according to, okay, we'll Ryan get to said, and we'll get to the other stuff. In little J R R. You know what I just remember? It's Junior J R R. Yeah, little little Junior J R R Junior. Yeah, little little J R. I think they call him Juror. <laughs> and, and, and he condensed this entire plot into a, a tweet, which is impressive. Little J.R.R. Jur. Jurred. Journeyed. Little Jur journeyed with his mom to the pawn shop to sell her engagement ring mm. from a former suitor to mm. placate his slash her husband. His father. Her his, husband. His father. Her husband. Yeah. They had to travel through a Christian college campus fraught with... Ring by Spring Seniors. Oh, I get it like a Lord of the Rings thing. So the journey to Mordor, the the the, the journey that they undertake, the unexpected oh, journey pretty, is actually pretty good. Is through a, a college campus. But, but then he, needs, he needs a guide. Then he needs to, a guide. Get, to get through. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- this is who the guide is. Uh, this is the the their Gandalf, Emerson Egerich provided a word. There you go. Guide. I like it. Good I feel job, like Ryan. that's a pretty good that's response. Good, that's what we were looking for. Yeah. That was we, the idea. That's what Ryan we, that's, gets it. No, that's what we, that's it. I'm remembering now. We were asking, what are, is the movie going to say was the inspiration for Lord of the Rings that young, what did young Tolkien go through or experience that spawned what would become yes. in his yeah, head. Yeah, that's right. And the Lord family the couldn't be happy about it. Like, yeah, the, the family, family doesn't want you to know this story. Relate, it's, it was high concept. High yeah. concept. It was high concept. Ryan gets it. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, was on, Ryan, you're on our level, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. You'd be, you could be part of the fellowship. Yeah. Here. Gosh. Taser. Right. Taser says, in the future, a time-traveling Jesse Carey, I always like these, yeah. travels back and befriends a young Tolkien and previews his latest stand-up late one night. The resulting mental distress scars the young man for life, which he used, and he apparently uses that torment to then, he, he turns his pain into art and creates the literary epic. Okay, I mean, that's, that's, that's actually plausible. That's plausible. I mean, <laughs> I've driven a lot of, you know, they say, what, what's the old uh, saying? There's a thin line between, you know, genius and insanity. I, a lot of people have listened to this podcast and, and danced along that line, and mm. I don't wish it on anyone. All right. So, but there was a lot of other feedback because actually what the show will be remembered for is the great Narwhal debate. We learned on the episode that Narwhals are not fictional because yeah. <laughs> we Googled it and like, whoa, there's actual pictures of them. T- Taylor gave us some Narwhal facts. I'm just going to blast through three of them. For let, me, us. let me hit us. Okay. The tusk is a long front tooth with temper sensitivity. Temperature sensitivity. Ooh, ooh, nothing worse than a, a oh. tooth with temperature uh, sensitivity. Oh, like, you know so what's a real bummer too is they live in the Arctic. So like you've cold. been in that's cold. that's just a tortured existence. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like, brain freeze, permanent it's a, brain it's freeze, biting into an ice cream cone all the time. <laughs> it's just a horrible life for the narwhal. <laughs> God's sick joke, the narwhal. Okay, tusk use. <laughs> tusk are used to smack prey, not spe- not spear them, then eat it. I have a so, question about that. Okay, you have a spear. Yeah. You could kill and you, you hit it broadside, yeah. and you hit it like a use like a baseball bat, like a wooden plant. Why? Yeah. How poorly designed is yeah, this? Yeah, medieval animal? jousting would be a lot different yeah. if they broadsided you with. I those guess sticks. it would have to swim very quickly to spear it. Like you would. I don't know if it's capable of the level of propulsion. Oh, uh, you're thinking it's maybe like a manatee. It would need. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe it just kind of floats along and it can't really well, work the, up the, enough. The other one. Yeah. What if it speared it and then it was stuck on there? And so it's oh like having God. that dangling fruit you can't even get. You're absolutely yeah. That's right. what I said on the it's show last torture. week. It's, it's, it's the shish torture. And, and I'm going, there's a pot of them. 
You know, they're just swimming around. And what if there's an inadvertent an fish school yeah. and like, like Gary just made his face a shish kebab, a fish. <laughs> what happens now? Like what, those fish are just stuck on Gary. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I see. I take back my slander. Of and, narwhal. And and the, the final fact is that it's, they actually use them in the wild to d- discern between male and females when they're looking for like a mate because the male has the, the tusk. And the, I guess the female. No, the female. Gnarled, the, the female. The, she female says, mate untusked. According oh. to Taylor. This is according to Taylor. This is uh, Taylor Hard. Uh, you know, someone set up a poll too. Oh, the, that's and right. They said, okay. It says, okay, settle this one, Twitter. Help the relevant podcast out. <laughs> Who wins? And 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 there are no guidelines. There's we don't understand the rules of this poll. <laughs> I don't understand what the stakes are. I don't understand anything about it. It just says, Who wins? Team Beluga or Team Narwhal? When I checked before the pod, it was 70% Narwhal. Jamie, Team Beluga or Team Narwhal? You have to choose. I don't choose. even know. You got to choose. The stakes I'm going to go with high. the Narwhal because I learned more about them today than ever. So that's what I'm doing. That's I don't what, even know. That's what that's you're on the right side of history. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, uh, finally, Josh uh, Chandler, you should like this one. Josh says beluga whales are the pugs of aquatic animals. They are very pug-like. <laughs> yeah, sure. They're very adorable. They are very adorable. Mm-hmm. I, I also want to I want to address because we got a few pieces of feedback about this, uh, and I and I, I am aware of this, uh, and I didn't mean to let let the the inkling nerds out there down, but we did confuse a few C.S. Lewis no, and Tolkien references. Okay, you're using the word. You're like Joy oh, no. Williams. You're saying the collective we incorrectly. Jesse Carey is the one. And I don't I, care. I, I was it. aware. <laughs> I did it because all those <laughs> nerds. I saw them happen. And Jesse, I let it fly because you're my friend. I said no, it, was shame a good, you. it was a good Jamie, joke. I don't want to shame you on air. Hey, here, here's the joke. <laughs> no, hold on. Tyler, let me just tell you something I've learned knowing him since 2005. When he's on a run and it's a funny joke, <laughs> don't confuse him don't, with facts. Don't. Yeah. Just let it go. Because yeah, I, did, it's I did it. I let it. Factual. It was. It'll ruin the moment. And that's. And if I've learned anything from the president of the United States of America. That doesn't matter. <laughs> don't apologize. Don't back down. Just double down. Double down. Yeah. Double down. I'm double downing now. According to me, Mr. Tumnus was an, event, an invention by J.R.R. Tolkien, and I don't care what any nerds have to say. I will never apologize. I like where you were going with calling I'm him never. an Avenger, because Mr. Tumnus the Avenger would be a very interesting cinematic mashup of two It's all universes. one well, big nerd world, and I don't they, care. They killed off all the other ones, right? So yeah, now we, we just got to introduce some, some new characters. So we can get Mr. Tumnus in there. We can get, we can get Aragorn. Mr. Hey, Tumnus you name it. The was, Red Wall guys. I yeah. don't care. Bring them all in. Mr. Legos. Tumnus was dusted, never to come back. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Hashtag in game. I think that's all we got. All right. Well, that's last week's feedback. There's actually a lot more where that came from. Go check it out. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier in the show, you learned not only that Michael W. Smith gave himself a three and a half hour tribute. <laughs> Be, because he owed Supposedly. Bono. He owed Bono, Bono. big time. <laughs> because, because, he had to raise the Because of the price, special victims to raise crime the he committed. Off the gruesome, the yeah. gruesome murder he and Bono committed. <laughs> Ice-T is hot on the trail. So, um, yeah, you know, you know, tribute show. Three and a half hours. We want to know what artist would you sit through a three and a half hour tribute of? Now, the artist has to sit on stage roast style yeah. so they can they have to be living but they're not but they're not and and so then the entire three and a half hours is that person's music so yeah. i mean you can't say like something hilarious that would be torture you know what yeah. i mean 
Not okay. So who would you want to be honored with the tribute? Yeah. And then what artists would you want to appear and do what? Yeah. What what would make it special for you to sit through it for three and a half I, hours? I, Jamie, warm us up. Give us one to tease into next week. Well, I this is going to prove my Texansness okay. to you. Okay. One of my favorite concerts, and I haven't been to a lot because I'm not a big like concert person, but one of my favorite concerts ever was Garth Brooks. Oh. Have any of y'all been to a Garth Brooks show? No, but I know no. he's got a very deep catalog. You yeah. know, you know who I, I can just speak for Annie F. Downs. She would she would yeah. say um, It is the best maybe because I grew up on his music. It was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Again, I haven't been to that many. Uh he played the entire time ran around stage. It was amazing, but I like his music so much. So it would be fun to see other people come in and sing hmm. it. Hmm. Sure. I think that's, a, I, I, I hear would, only good things about Garth concerts. Yeah, Everybody seems to love cool. I know yeah. uh, Annie F. Downs would say Dolly Parton. She yeah. was, oh, she, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be my good. question is, is there three and a half hours of Dolly Parton songs? Cause I know of three of them. Oh, there's like three and a half years of Dolly. Dolly's been making music since before our parents were born. Yeah. But yeah. I mean like songs that are known Joe enough that you would want to hear in a tribute. If Michael W. Smith can do it, I'm sure Dolly. There's probably a lot of songs that she wrote. Other people performed. A lot of those songs, like when we see some of those, and this, this happens in Nashville sometimes where they get one of those old country music artists out there and you're like, Oh, this song was actually written by them. It didn't just always exist. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like it just was like some of those songs that were always in the ether. Like what? Um, like when I like I went to a a, a Willie Nelson show. And he started playing some of his songs, and there were just so yeah, many no of them. No way to like, hold them. No way yeah, to fold. There's just like songs I that's that I just, Kenny Rogers. That is Kenny Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Willie Nelson has sung it. I'm sometime. sure Willie knows it and would be honored <laughs> to have it played. At Willie his, would sing that for yeah, Kenny. Yes. Charlie, Charlie Daniels singing Devil Down to Georgia style. Like, yeah, yeah, right. sir. You get that's one so wild weird. card. You that's get one so wild card. It's like Charlie didn't know where he was. Yeah. It was like Charlie, yeah. he didn't know what event well, he was signing up for. So I, I, I like Tyler's theory on Twitter. It's actually the only song Charlie Daniels band knows. And they just go around playing it. Like wherever they go, they're like, oh, you want to hear Double goes down short. I mean, it's literally all we got. But no, the answer is easy. It's Weird Al Yankovic. Take us through a night of hilarity and song parodies no, that the world no. has never seen. You know seen. what would I would sit through for that? Yeah, it's it's Weird Al Yankovic to be in tribute, but it's the actual artist. Singing oh, his parodies of their oh, songs. That would be, uh, that, yeah. that, would be incredible. Yeah. that would be incredible. That would be incredible. That's a great set idea. the internet on fire. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. That would maybe be the one I would sit through for three and a half oh, hours. Oh, uh, every minute of it. Yeah. Every minute. We need to make this happen. The president needs to make we this happen. We kind of need to, this be, needs maybe to, to make this happen. This should exist. Yeah. Yeah. America needs this. In our in our hour of need right now, we need a Weird Al Yankovic tribute concert with the actual, the actual artist yeah. singing his yeah. song, not their yeah. real song. Right. Well, yeah. Coolio, Coolio doing Amish Paradise. Can you imagine? There's like Can women churning butter. Yeah. <laughs> As I walk through the valley where so, I harvest so, my grain, so, I think so, so, look so at now, my now you're going like Grammy style, where it's like big thematic. Oh, yeah. staging. Oh, yeah. So like pyrotechnics. Each, each song they're reenacting the music videos. Yeah, the that's, music that's videos what I'm saying. Hilarious. Yeah. They're hilarious. All right, I like it. So hit us up at Relevant Podcast or post your longer ones on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. That'll be fun. Um, many thanks to Joy Williams for joining us. Remember, her album Front Porch is out today. And if you have a front porch and live in Nashville, you can get a mat that says howdy. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah. And if you're listening to this Friday night, get up early tomorrow morning and go run and raise some money for clean water uh, through World Vision's um, Global 6K for Water. It's happening May 4th, tomorrow morning. Uh, find out more at worldvision6k.org. And if, you've, if you're listening to this after 
Saturday morning. Go to worldvision6k.org slash relevant and donate to our team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I have a question about your team. Yeah. Is, are y'all competitive? Is like someone like, I'm going to win this? <laughs> Tyler and Je- okay. okay, so last, last night, uh, Tyler and Jesse arrived yesterday. Yeah, and right. so they're both staying with me. And so, let you know, to, to finish off the evening, hot tub. Hot, hot tub, tub time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you, you loosen up. You loosen I mean, up. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and we're sitting out there and sure enough, they started talking smack to each other about who's going to win. And I'll tell you this, Tyler's running a lot and he's kind of downplaying, you know, I, I'm not running as much lately, uh, buddy. You'll do great. And then Jesse's like, well, you know, I, I, I pulled my hammy the other day. So listen, I got to like, so whip from competitive. I'm going to crush you to no. like, I'm giving you a better no, excuse no, for why I'm no, not going to do well. No, I'm lulling him into comfort. <laughs> And then when I blast by him, his spirit will be crushed because he wasn't planning on having to fight that hard. <laughs> Jamie, and I think I you've, you've been on, you've been on a couple of podcasts now with me and Jesse. You've, you've gotten to know us a little bit. We've had some laughs. We've gotten Who's deep, talked about some thoughtful things. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who, who, are you team Tyler? If you, team had, if team you Tyler had to put Tyler. money down right now, if the, if, 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 a you know, a tiny house renovation was on the line. <laughs> with JD? Yeah. With JD the property <laughs> brother. He will come in and make your wildest tiny house dreams come true. Who is winning? Okay. I only know you guys from sitting here and talking to you, yeah, but I don't know right. why. I just think Tyler's going to win. I'm sorry, oh, Jesse, Jamie. but I think Tyler's going to win. Jamie, um, you've, uh, You're exactly right. It's got to feel good to be on the right side of history, Jamie. <laughs> that is, it's got to feel good to, to, to be correct. Hey, but I'm here for listening to you guys talk about it and hearing why the other person win. I cannot Jamie, wait for that it's conversation. It's been a real pleasure having you on, and uh, <laughs> I will cross paths again. <laughs> Thank you for making time for us. <laughs> hey, uh, before we wrap things up, I want to tell you, uh, make sure to check out our two new podcasts. Uh, every day, 10 minutes a day, five days a week, we are bringing you Relevant Daily. It's what you need to know happening that day at the intersection of faith and culture. Um, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Also, my long-form conversation podcast, Unedited with Cameron Strang. Uh, the episode that we put up this week is with Jamie Torkowski, yeah, the really founder of To Write Love on Her Arms, is um, talking about mental health and his own story. And with, with that and all that, it's great conversation. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. Uh, Jamie, anything you want to plug? Uh, you can listen to the happy hour, Jamie Ivy, while we're talking about podcasts. Hey, while you're oh, done, yeah. load up the yeah. phone. Yeah. You got while down- you're subscribing, yeah. You got a new subscriber in me, Jamie. I, I signed up after last time and I've loved it. It's been yeah. great, great, great. Thanks, I mean, you're, you're loading up the phone for your big 6K. You know, you got to have some right. options. You got a little long form conversation, a little quick news update and, and the happy hour. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Chandler String. I'm Jamie Ivey. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
That vi- he's not just a victim. That was gruesome. I've never seen someone victimized this specially before. Relevant Podcast Network.